What is going on, everybody? This is the first episode of CC's Word. We're going to begin each of these podcasts with a, about a 30 second intro of the song of my choice. And so today is going to be a wonderful classic throwback song. So I hope you guys enjoy the next 30 seconds, and I'll see you on the other side. What's going on, guys? And uh, welcome to CC's Word. So uh, this podcast is going to mostly be about politics and current events. Uh, I will be giving my insights and my opinion. This is uh, my opinion. It's not formed by anyone else. Uh, it is <clears throat> formed by research. It is formed by uh, looking at articles that are reliable and news sources that are reliable and uh, and checking them on those on those sources that are reliable. Um, I do my best to do not just repeat what is told to me on mainstream media because that uh, is something that what you'll learn over this podcast is that I have <clears throat> I have feelings uh, about the the way our media reports news today that uh, isn't too positive. I'm not very happy at uh, the level of reporting that we have, um, which is not really, it seems like a whole lot in some cases where it's just not really reporting, it's just repeating what they hear uh, or what those who um, you know may be at the top of these networks want to hear. But that's why um, it's important to do your own independent research and to really go and check sources, really go and make sure that these are people that are not biased, or if there is bias, at least, you know, at least find a source that's upfront about it, <laughs> because if they're upfront about their bias, then they may be a little bit more honest than some of the mainstream media that will try and pretend as though they are fair and balanced, but the reality is they are a little bit little bit biased and you know those are news sources on both sides both uh, left and right I think there are a lot of a lot of questions about uh, unbiasedness but the, uh, the the main focus today is going to be really the Democrat primary um, and just giving my thoughts on where we are now um, Currently, uh, Vice President Biden has about 200 delegate lead over Senator Bernie Sanders. And uh, some may say that Bernie doesn't have much of a shot and that uh, he may be he may be ending his campaign within the next few weeks. Um, but Bernie has persevered on. He has uh, so far continued as usual. Um, this Sunday, uh, tomorrow, if you guys have the time, you're gonna be gonna be uh, gonna be nice to watch the debate between Biden and Sanders. This will probably end up being possibly the last Democratic debate, and I think that Bernie's going to hit Joe Biden on the issues. Such as uh, the idea that he hasn't supported, um, you know, some vital 
ideas that polls have showed the majority of, uh, excuse me, the more yet yeah, the majority of Democrat voters, a lot of the exit polls have said like, you know, Medicare for all is something that, you know, most of them agree with at least seventy percent. Um, you know, there is the idea that legalizing marijuana is something that the majority of Democrat voters support. And Joe Biden has said that he he isn't for Medicare for all is something that, uh, you know, Joe also said he he would veto a bill for Medicare for all this past past week or uh, the week before last in the interview saying he would veto Medicare for all. Which is something to say as a Democrat today, because, uh, I mean, uh, most of the field campaigned for that, and Joe is the only one that hasn't. Maybe that's why he's winning. Could be wrong. But uh, those polls those that, that say that the majority of the voters support it could be wrong. But to me, I think the the issue with this race is that there is populist versus elites very clearly. Uh, more than ever, I think we've seen that in 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 the Democrat Party. Um, you know, I am supporting Bernie Sanders at this point. Um, as as far as like where I am uh, politically right now, uh, I'm I'm independent. I don't support any one party. Um, I I pretty much support which candidate I believe is best. Uh, at first, I was a supporter of Andrew Yang when he first ran, um, and then when he dropped out, I uh, became a supporter of Bernie. And uh, and now that Biden is winning this thing, I'm not sure where I'm going to go when it comes to November about voting. And uh, this is a subject that a lot of people will get very upset with me about, probably. But look, guys, I have my principles when it comes to our country and you're gonna hear about those throughout this podcast and one of those principles is the idea that i'm not going to cast my ballot for anyone i'm not going to put my vote in for anyone that i do not believe is truly the best for the position and so i don't support uh, the idea of President Trump getting a second term, and uh, I'm not 100% on board with uh, the idea of a Joe Biden presidency. I don't believe he would be the best option for our country, yet sadly the Democratic Party his, uh, seems, to, seems to be going for it. And, you know, my analysis of his campaign is that I believe there's going to be some of the same issues that uh, Hillary faced, where there is questions about the record, inconsistencies in the policy, and uh, a a candidate that is, you know, has a very questionable past when it comes to, you know, whether or not this is someone we can trust to be our president. And I understand that those same questions can be raised about Donald Trump. Which is exactly why, you know, I'm considering writing someone in. And, and again, this goes to back to that principle of it's about who I believe to be best for the country. And that means I will write in someone because I believe that person's best to be president. 
I know there may not be a chance for them to win, but the whole idea here is that I don't want, I don't believe in voting between bad and worse. Because that's exactly what I think the 2020 election is going to end up being, just like 2016 in some ways. Um, of course, Trump is worse, but I think Joe Biden will be bad. I don't think that he presents uh, solutions that uh, really get to the root of a lot of the issues that we face as a country. And and with Joe, I mean, look, there's the fact that he voted for crime bills in the 90s that, you know, of course, no one, I guess, could predict it, but they overwhelmingly affected communities of color more than any other community, uh, specifically the the African-American community. We've got a country where we have, like Bernie says, we have more people locked up in jail per capita than China, which has, you know, I mean, several hundred million more people than us, you know? And so the, the idea that, you know, Joe Biden... Supported that is uh, is a, is a is a rough thing for me to just look over when when I'm considering voting for him. It's also rough for me to look over the fact that he was a strong supporter of the Iraq War. When I don't know what they presented Congress at the time, but if you if you know history, you know that Iraq, when it comes to a response to 9/11, which is exactly what the Bush administration painted the war as, Iraq had nothing to do with 9-11. The idea that Saddam Hussein was aiding bin Laden is uh, is not true. Because there is a, uh, a difference in the way that they believe uh, they should, you know, operate when it comes to their religion. Saddam Hussein and uh, Osama bin Laden were on different sides of the, uh, the the Islamic religion. Saddam Hussein was a Sunni, and Osama bin Laden was a Shiite. And I don't know if you guys know, uh, or Shia, sorry, but uh, I don't know if you guys know the the differences in the Islamic uh, faith, I don't know all of the differences myself, but I do know that uh, there is a, it's almost like a, a Catholic and Protestant type of relationship when it comes to like the Christian faith. You know, there are differences in beliefs and there are in some ways, um, you know, uh, violent uh you know, reactions to each other sometimes, like you see in Northern Ireland and, and the United Kingdom, where Catholics and Protestants hate each other and have been fighting for many years. They haven't recently, but, you know, it was just 20 years ago, they were bombing in the streets. And um, you look at Shiites and uh, Sunnis, there is uh, differences in, in their beliefs that, that don't make it easy to work together for the common goal. And the idea that 
Also, the idea that, you know, Saddam Hussein and, and Osama bin Laden didn't like each other because Osama bin Laden wanted to fight him in uh, the first Iraq war. And uh, this led to what Osama bin Laden ended up hating America over is because the United States worked uh, to defeat Iraq and get him out of Kuwait. Um, and we stayed and Osama bin Laden did not like us staying in the uh, Arab world. And that's, you know, the beginning of several bombings and eventually 9-11. Uh, the whole point of this conflict is the idea that he wanted to fight Saddam. You know? So, it just goes back to the fact that uh, our government lied to us. <laughs> and if you know history, our government lied to us. The media lied to us. And uh, we shouldn't have, we shouldn't have, we probably shouldn't have gone to Iraq. But uh, because ISIS is there and, and this whole thing has uh, has become just a big mess, you know, and we're still there. Um, but the point is, Joe Biden supported that. Joe Biden said, yeah, this works. Yeah, this this is and, and was adamant, adamant on like made the House speeches or uh, excuse me, Senate speeches supporting this idea. Bernie, on the other hand, was not in support. But I have criticism of Bernie, too, and I'll get to that in a minute. But, you know, the the point is, you know, those are the two biggest things for me, really, is, uh, or three, at least, is, is well, there's four, really. It's the idea that he is in, in support of, of really trying to assure that we get health care for everyone in this country. The idea that he's not in support of criminal justice reform and changing some of the issues that he put forward in that crime bill and you know legalizing marijuana being able to expunge some records for that uh the idea that he supported the war in iraq when uh, there's very clear evidence that there was uh there was really no reason to go to iraq at least based on the claims they made and one um the top issue for me is is most definitely the um, the you know the, the support uh, of of the crime bills and and the idea that uh, you know there's no foresight in government sometimes and I think that I'm not trying to say he was supposed to predict the future but you know I mean what did they think was going to happen when you make a lot of private prisons and give them a lot of money to basically fill them up because they don't get funding often uh, unless there's a quota with uh, the amount of prisoners in those prisons and that's that's real tough you know that's 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 where we are as far as our criminal justice system and why it's messed up in a lot of ways is it begins with the idea that there's for-profit prisons uh, and a lot of those were established with that crime bill that Joe Biden said uh, was he was in some major support of, and so this is where we are in the 2020 race on the Democrat side uh, in, in the Joe Biden camp, and, and I told you why I don't support him. On the other side, I support Bernie because he does, uh, you know, he, he goes against everything Joe Biden stands for, and uh, and he 
know, supports a lot of these ideas that I, I support where we do need to change up the the private prison system and make it to where there is no for-profit prisons. We need to assure that everyone in this country can get health care. And, and the idea that that's even a political issue anymore is ridiculous. Because if you listen to the stories of people that have gone bankrupt and sometimes died because they uh, could not afford the medical treatment they needed, it's insane to look at those stories and say, well, we'll just leave it up to the market, which seems to be a lot of the Republican answers. Um, and, you know, again, I'm, I'm, I'm an independent. I'm not just attacking Republicans because they're Republicans. I'm attacking Republicans because the uh, there's no good option that the market presents, guys. And the reality is that this idea that we can't have a government program because it goes against what America stands for or the idea that it's going to be a socialist policy just to assure people don't die, just to assure people can not go bankrupt getting cancer treatment. Maybe it's a value we need to sacrifice then. Maybe it's something we need to change in our country to assure that that doesn't happen because uh, if you, I think if you go back to the founding fathers and you so show them the system we have today, uh, I, I like to believe they, they, uh, they may not be too happy with what's happening. I like to believe that, you know, there's, there's some serious issues with the system. I mean, the fact that, you know, like people are having to ration insulin in some places uh, which is very dangerous because they don't take the full doses or often they don't take enough of the dose that they need uh, or the doctor recommends. Excuse me. They do that just so they could, uh, just so they can save money, just so they can assure they can, uh, you know, pay for their insulin and pay their bills. This is crazy, folks. This is crazy. And and look, if you're a Republican and listening to me right now and, and you've got an alternate policy besides Medicare for all, then come at me with it. Let's talk about it. Let's see if it works and let's uh, talk to a congressman and see if we can get it done. But, the, you know, can we can we can we can we maybe take that off the table of, of whether or not it's uh, it's logical or whether or not it's. You know, something that makes policy sense. Let's take the politics out of it. Let's take, let's put the humanity in it and realize that, like, people are dying. People are going bankrupt. It's uh, it's insanity. And we need to try to make sure that doesn't, that doesn't happen anymore, in my mind. Um, there's also, Bernie, I, I support some of his foreign policy. I mean, look, Saudi Arabia, there were... Uh, I believe 14 of the hijackers on 9-11 out of the 19 were uh, from Saudi Arabia. And uh, there was a investigation and a lawsuit brought up by the families of 9-11 victims. And that lawsuit was thrown out by the U.S. government. Um, Look, there are questions about 
why we should support Saudi Arabia. Uh, there's a, a conflict in Yemen that's going on where Saudi Arabia is uh, is responsible for a lot of innocent deaths and uh, bombing campaigns and drone strikes. Uh, and guess whose drones and bombs those are? The United States of America. Many times those are planes and bombs and and uh, and weapons that are that are made in America that are being sent over there and used in the genocide. And we don't want to discuss this because Saudi Arabia is a major oil contributor to the United States and really our biggest uh, ally in the Middle East. And, you know, look, geopolitically, it makes sense for us to support Saudi Arabia because we don't have anyone else in the Middle East besides Israel. Um, and, you know, we, we are in a situation where I believe America does what we need to do for our resources and to assure that we can uh, remain dominant on a global stage. And that's really it. I think that the idea that everything we do around the world is for freedom and democracy is uh, is a lie. And uh, you can look at history to see that. I think we're a country that does what it has to do to protect our resources and to assure that we stay on top. That's what it is. And uh, we lie and, and say it's for freedom and democracy. And the reality is, you know, we've been trying to give freedom and democracy to Iraq for 20 years. And, uh, you know, here we are, still there, still fighting, still getting killed. And, uh, it, you know, the, the idea, I think that we you know we're fighting a noble cause in a lot of these wars is uh is something that you realize i am not in, to, in support of that notion and uh, bernie sanders is also someone that calls out our allies and says hey we need to stop doing these very illegal very inhumane things and uh you know you're not going to use american money to kill people i think that's that's a fair uh, you know, foreign policy, and, and some people think Bernie's insane for calling them out, just because they have a lot of oil, just because they give it a lot of oil, and you know the idea that gas prices may go up because Bernie calls them out. I don't know, guys. You got to start to uh, think. You know, our logos got a low gas prices worth uh, knowing that that gas comes from you know oil that. That likely comes from a country that is uh, is killing innocent people with our weapons, you know. But those are conversations that often are ignored or are just called conspiracy theories. But in here, Bernie Sanders is bringing it out, is bringing it out to the forefront, and it's becoming something that people are paying attention to. I think, and uh, you know, you wonder, you know, there's a whole conspiracy thing you can go into of like. Maybe it's Bernie maybe not winning this thing because of that. Who knows? But I think the reality is that Bernie is being painted as a socialist and a radical when a lot of his ideas aren't too radical. Um, but I do have some criticism of Bernie. I know I've been really, uh, you know, 
I've been really showing my support of him in these last few minutes. But, you know, look, the Green New Deal, I think, is a great policy overall. But the timeline for it, I don't think, works. I don't think the idea of us eliminating fossil fuels by 2030 or uh, at least uh, emissions by 2030 is insane. I don't think that's something that we can do out of the gate. I think there's this idea that <clears throat> the United States is uh, the main contributor to uh, pollution and to emissions. Uh, the reality is that we, uh, last I checked, I could be wrong about this, and I'm sorry if I am, but uh, I don't have the ability to look it up on hand right now. But um, last I checked, we are only like 15% of global emissions. And so there's a whole other 85% that you've got to look into, Bernie. And, uh, you know, there is not really a clear plan about how we're going to get those other 85% down. Because you've got to go to China, you've got to go to Russia, you've got to go to nations that, you know, rely on a lot of polluting factors to uh, have a, a functioning economy. You've got to say, hey... Can you make these sacrifices and maybe lose your place on the world stage just so we can assure our planet is safer, is uh, is healthier, uh, and is uh, is is better equipped to deal with climate change? Um, and the reality is, I don't think that's going to be something that's very easy to do. I don't think that's something that China is interested in right now when they're rapidly industrializing still across a lot of their land which is uh agriculture based normally and a lot a lot of china is rural people don't understand that uh and that's why like when they do start to <clears throat> increase their urban areas china's going to be a country that <clears throat> that really is uh is really on top of of the world in a lot of ways um and and will surpass us in a lot of things and i don't think that they're willing to just give that up so uh so easily uh so the green new deal i'm not in 100 percent support of because this is the reality we are going to take an economic hit we as a country are going to lose some of our standings in the world uh just just because the other countries won't really be on board with lowering their emissions tremendously like we would under the Green New Deal. Um, and then there is the idea of uh, some of Bernie's immigration policy. I'm not 100% clear on what he means. Because <clears throat> on his website, he says, a welcoming and safe America for all. And the main key points of that is to institute a moratorium on deportions, uh, which which uh, you know he wants to do that to uh, audit past practices and policies uh, of you know immigration authorities and. Look, I'm I'm one of those people that believe, and this is why I'm not really a Democrat, and this is why I'm not, you know, I'm not I'm not liked by some people on the left, is because I don't believe in the idea of just letting anybody through. 
I believe that uh, we need a border. We have to protect our country. We have to assure that not everyone is just getting in. Um, I think there has to be a limit on the amount of people that we can allow in the country yearly. Um, and look, the <clears throat> I think the idea of just turning people away and saying, hey, you got to go back to Mexico, you got to go back to uh, Central South America where your country may be fighting a, a conflict, your area may be affected tremendously by climate change. It's tough to do. It's tough to do, and uh, I wish there was another way that makes sense. You know, I wish there was a way that we could hold people and humanely and economically. But the reality is, look, we, we may have to just turn some people away. And that's very, very tough. It's very, very tough, but that's where we are as a, if we really want to, if we really want to address immigration, assure that we don't have an overflow at the border, um, and, you know, limiting people and turning people away is not targeted at one area. Obviously, there's a lot of people that come by land in the southern border, so that it's the most you know, that's that's the place where the most people may be turned away. But this goes for any country. You know, this goes for people that may be flying in or boating in. You know, we've got to say, hey, we've, we've hit our limit. We've hit our cap. And I understand that you may be... That's the issue is that you know, people are oftentimes fighting or they're leaving places. Or at least their reason for leaving is because their lives are in danger. And so to look at that person and say, well, good luck, is is really tough. And I don't know if that's a, the best option. And ultimately, I think we've got to find a way to hold people humanely while assuring that uh, they are vetted and properly, you know, go through our immigration process uh, to become a citizen. But. There's also this idea of just letting anyone in and saying, hey, show up to this hearing on this day. You know, everyday Americans don't show up to court when they have to. And so, you know, there's 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 most likely going to be some times where people who are immigrants may come in and. And uh, they're probably not going to show up for that here <laughs> in some cases. They may be working. They may be focused on other things. And that's ultimately where people get uh, lost in, 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 in the stack. And, and, you know, 20, 30 years of being an illegal immigrant until they have to go and get health insurance. They have to go and get something that's, that's vital to their life. And... Then there's the issue of, well, we can't give you this because you're not an American citizen. Well, you're not uh, someone that has gone through the immigration process properly. And that leads to an even bigger issue of people not being able to get the help they need because they came into the country illegally. And this is why it begins at the border and we have to assure that 
you know, people aren't coming in to avoid that situation, or we let them in to avoid the situation of turning them away and going back to a dangerous place. But, you know, they both present issues. It's a very complicated issue. I think it's not fixed by building a wall. I don't think it's fixed by letting everyone in. Those are the extremes on the Republican side and the Democrat side. I'm somewhere in the middle, as I am with a lot of issues, where I think we need to try and figure out a way where we can vet people uh, and, and, and ensure everyone goes through the proper immigration process. But we also can't let everyone in. I don't think we we can if we want to solve this issue and move on to other to other things in our country. But if we want immigration to continue to be an issue that every campaign talks about, then continue down the path we're going. I think ultimately that's where we're going to be at for a while. So. Bernie's border policy and Bernie's, uh, you know, the Green New Deal, those are two things that I do have uh, conflicts with when it comes to whether or not I uh, I support Bernie 100%. But the majority, overwhelming majority of his policies, the idea of legalizing marijuana, the idea of uh, implementing some form of gun control, um, Look, I, I I I agree with the idea of banning assault weapons, and there are a lot of people that are listening to this that are friends of mine that are, you know, country boys who probably will hate me after this podcast for saying that. But look, guys, I'm a big uh, gun nut myself in some ways. I support uh, the idea of having a Second Amendment. I love uh, I love pistols though. I'm a guy where I think that uh, you know pistols are really where you can do the most damage if you are protecting yourself in a home, um, which is what I think you know most people would would be you know saying they need their guns for. And also shotguns are ways that you can protect your home. Very 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 good without uh, a semi-automatic rifle. If anyone can give me a uh, a valid and factual reason of why we need to keep uh, automatic or uh, not automatic but semi-automatic rifles in the circulation of our of our system, uh, then, then then message me. And uh, if you come to me saying that the Second Amendment and it's just uh, it shouldn't be infringed upon, then um, I'm going to immediately start sending you pictures of scenes inside school shootings. No, I probably won't do that. But point is, that's kind of how extreme I feel about this issue where, look, guys, people are being shot in the face, uh, you know, as a regular just American activity, it seems, in our country these days. And... uh Oftentimes, it's a semi-automatic rifle, and that goes into a, a school or a populated area and creates the next tragedy. And so, look, I grew up around guns. I'm, like I said, I'm a supporter of guns for uh, people who use them responsibly. And uh, 
I'm a big believer that not everyone needs a semi-automatic rifle to protect their home. I just know it. And uh, a pistol and shotgun can do you can do you well, people. And and let's you know let's end this whole thing of like it's it's for the government because all right, they can you know wipe your entire house off the planet with a few button clicks with a drone strike, guys. So let's not pretend that we're gonna be fighting the government like we're the seventeen seventy six. Minuteman militia or something, you know. I mean, I'm not saying that we should be, uh, we shouldn't be watchful of an authoritarian government, but uh, our government has already done a lot of things that will warrant a revolution. But no one's moving because we're Americans that are lazy and uh, we only care when it affects us. We only care when our government comes for our guns or they come for our, for quote unquote, your rights, but. You know, they've, they've already done it in a lot of ways, people. You just look at some of the policy we've, we've implemented after 9-11, some of the surveillance policies, the fact that the government can just look at anything we do and say without our permission. You know, we were supposed to have a right to privacy, but, you know. The idea that the Second Amendment is the only thing that you guys are going to fight over. It's it's crazy, man. Because there's a lot of things I think you could fight over now, but it won't happen. And this is why, like, ultimately, I know, like, even if they came for y'all's guns, I don't think y'all would do anything. Because <laughs> they don't do anything when they when they spy on us. They don't do anything when Edward Stone says, hey, the government has been spying on everybody. You know, he's a, he's a terrorist because he released information that benefited the public and hurt our government. That's the idea of the Second Amendment nuts, right? We want to keep our gun just in case you have to hurt the government. Protect yourself, right? Chelsea Manning, people uh, call her crazy because she said, hey, government's been lying to you about what's happening overseas. And for some reason, people don't see her as the American hero that she should be. And the same with uh, Edward Snowden. And, you know, look, I'm going to have these type of conversations throughout the podcast, guys, where I will, I will put forward the, you know, the idea that we need to keep our guns for the government is hilarious to me, guys. Because, again, I'm not trying to tell you to do things uh, illegal, but I'm just saying if there's a reason to fight, there's a reason to, to start a revolution. It's already passed, Cass. <laughs> it's already come and gone. No one cares. It's very clear. The American people don't really care. As long as we have Big Macs and a milkshake, we'll be fine. But uh, but back to the 2020 race. Look, it's just... Um, I think it's very clear that Joe Biden has, has, has probably secured the nomination for the Democrat Party. Tomorrow night's going to be very fun because I think Bernie's going to go after him on a lot of things like uh, those those things by his record that I brought up. And, uh, you know, the idea that Joe Biden is inconsistent, uh, possibly very corrupt, and uh, doesn't really move uh, the Democrat Party in a direction that I think will win. 
And that goes back to uh, to the general election. I have a large uh, belief and a big feeling that uh, if this race comes down to Joe Biden and President Trump, President Trump will most likely win a second term. Now, uh, I'm not a supporter of Donald Trump. I'm not saying that as a supporter of Donald Trump. Uh, when it comes to the president, I have legitimate policy disputes with the president. I don't just hate him because he's the president. I think a lot of people seem to do that. I uh, I don't support the president for a second term because of legitimate policy disputes, such as uh, look, I think our foreign policy has been too erratic and uh, unpredictable and. You know, we haven't worked with a lot of our allies. We've lost connections with people that are vital. Uh, I think we need a president that can bring those back together. Um, but I also believe that we need a president that will hold them accountable and assure that we do things humanely around the world and we truly live by the principles that our country is founded by and what our allies are supposed to abide by um look the, the, the i have a strong belief and like i'm going based on the fact that there are uh like there are serious uh, issues with joe biden's record i think trump will drag him on that when it comes to debates when it comes to the campaign i think he will put the seed of doubt in americans minds just like he did with hillary that made him win this election in the first place in 2016 and will likely have him win a second term. I think that when you talk about this race, and if you just look at Donald Trump's corruption, you just look at the fact that he did withhold aid from Ukraine and uh, should have been impeached for abuse of powers, but because of political reasons he wasn't, he did obstruct Congress by trying to get a witness to change their story um or to to interfere with their testimony those are facts he should not be president because he should be impeached right now uh and the reality is that the impeachment process is a political one and purely because the republicans have the majority president trump was not uh charged with the crimes of uh, the high crimes and misdemeanors that he was charged with So, I think Biden could win if this coronavirus deal continues the way it has, where the White House and the administration has uh, really fumbled a good response. But also, I believe that, uh, I, I, I like to believe that it won't be too long. I like to believe that things are going to turn around pretty good. Pretty, pretty, pretty rapidly soon. Uh, and when that happens, and if the economy starts to do good before November, and if it hits another high, like my, another market high, and Joe Biden and Trump are the only two uh, not nominees, I think Trump ends up winning because I don't think that Biden presents the systematic economic changes that we do need to make, like Bernie has said, like Andrew Yang has said. 
to assure that 21st century is one where all Americans have the opportunity to pursue happiness. Like we are endowed by our Declaration of Independence. Um, you know, life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness is something that all Americans are supposed to be endowed, right? And so we we should try to make sure that we put a government in place that uh, that fights and assures that pursuit of happiness for every American and uh, all who want it, at least. And, uh, you know, President Trump, you know, when it comes to, like, the economy, I mean, it's doing great. I'll give him that, uh, or was doing great, excuse me, before the coronavirus, um, you know, uh, on Wall Street at least, you know, unemployment's down, people say, but the reality is that you look at that number, it can be misconstrued in a lot of ways, you can say unemployment's down, but you can also say that, well, unemployment's down because more jobs have been uh, given to people, but often these are people that have low-wage jobs, and they are working two and three new jobs, and so that's why the unemployment numbers may go down, but the reality is wages haven't gone up, and people are still struggling paycheck to paycheck with two to three jobs sometimes, and, uh, you know, there's no foundation to lay for children's future, there's no foundation to lay for, uh, for an individual's future when they can't pay their bills because they don't make enough and there's also the reality that uh, you know i mean Donald trump gave us tax cuts everyone's going to probably point that out as like well that's great but what a lot of people don't point out is that the tax cuts for the middle class and everyday americans expire in 2025 meanwhile uh the tax cuts to major corporations in Wall Street continue for several years after that. So what we're going to see is us paying more uh, while the corporations and the big time money makers in America won't uh, won't, won't be paying uh, as much. Well, I won't say they won't be paying as much as us, but they 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 their taxes will still remain lower <laughs> than ours, most likely, which is uh, which is insane, you know. But uh, that's you know Republican logic is of course to assure that the market and those that lead the market are in a good economic place, so that uh, it can the market can work for the American people. There'll be more capital to go around, but we know that that's not how it works. That trickle down hasn't worked since Reagan. And uh, I don't think it's going to start now under Trump, but, you know, we try again and again, every Republican uh, administration. But look, guys, we've done about uh, 40, 40, 46 minutes and I'm going to wrap it up here. Uh, I've just kind of been ranting about this 2020 election for uh, the past few minutes. Uh Look, uh, 538 Polling, uh, which is a very good polling website, I would recommend to go there and look at their polling. You can, they have a grading system for polls, which is so great, uh, that you can see uh, the like reliability, really, of uh, these polls and the numbers that they present. 
But uh, the polls show that Vice President Biden has a pretty uh, good lead over, over Bernie in a lot of the next few states. There's at least a 10 to 15% lead that um, in some cases, in some cases, it's like a 56-point lead, like in Florida. It's a major state. There's a lot, good bit of delegates up in Florida. But there's a good chance that uh, that Biden's going to win this thing, guys. And the Democrat Party, I think, uh, might end up catching another L this November because of that. I, I told you why. I think there are the policy differences. I think there are the the corruption issues and the the questionable past of Joe Biden. But I could be wrong. Americans could just be tired of Donald Trump. Could be tired of the chaos in the White House because this is a reality. I don't think a whole lot's going to change under a Biden administration. All of the corruption and all of the chaos is just going to be more hidden. That's just what it is. Like Trump, in reality, hasn't uh, like when it comes to like corruption and comes to you know the way he's handled some things abroad. He hasn't uh, gone too far off the course that has been set by presidents before. The thing is that presidents before was able to hide a lot of their dirt, hide a lot of their corruption. You know, like there's credible evidence that President Obama uh, got an email from Citibank that was a Wall Street bank, major contributor to his campaign. And in that email was uh, a lot of recommendations for cabinet positions who uh, who ended up getting hired on and ended up being in very important spots in our or in his administration uh there's also the fact that he was saying peace and change uh, in the middle east and two seconds later i mean we changed because we started to get troops out i'll give him that but uh you know two seconds later we were bombing pakistani kids with drone strikes so you know look we didn't talk about that in mainstream media they didn't say that you imagine trump if he kills some innocent people in a drone strike they'd be going crazy about it but there's a bias for sure. We know that. Uh, I mean, Fox News doesn't say anything about Trump, but they attacked Obama for everything, including wearing a tan suit. But, uh, you know, this is why the media is ridiculous. It's a joke now, guys. And, and, and like, if you go there and you legitimately form your opinions based on what they say, I, I you know, I hope that you, you don't do that. I hope that you don't form your opinions based on what you hear from this podcast. Go out and do your own research. It's important. That's when you find out things like the corruption that's happened in Biden's past. And then even President Obama's administration, there were some very questionable things that happened. I mean, I, I railed against Iraq. I talked about the Bush administration a lot. I mean, there's a lot of lies and questions there. But look, every administration has been been very corrupt in the past few decades, man. And like, the only thing is that Donald Trump rips the mask off of everything and shows it how it is, and people can't handle that. And the idea that Joe Biden is going to be any more or less corrupt than uh, Trump is is <clears throat> it's crazy. I think that he will. I, I will say he probably could be more corrupt in some ways, but 
he'll be definitely as corrupt, guys. And uh, there's already some questions about, you know, I mean, look, the reality is Hunter Biden is getting several million from the Ukrainian government, not because of he uh, he's such a great businessman. And then not because he is doing work that's worth that. He's likely uh, he's likely getting that because of who his father is. We know that. Um, and so, do your own research, folks. That's that's really the the, the main thing of, of every episode. I'm going to kind of end it with do your own research. Check me on everything I said. Come to me and talk to me about it. If I said something wrong. Which I'm not saying I couldn't have, because look, this is a podcast that's based on opinions. Like I said, I want to share my opinion. I do my best to share my opinions, form of facts, incredible evidence. Uh, but, you know, if you guys have something to show me that rebuts what I say, then come at me. I'd love to discuss it. Uh, I hope to encourage you to also discuss with people who will bring facts and, and, and opinions that are formed on facts to an argument uh, when there's no facts involved and it's just ignorance and it's just people yelling and arguing over nothing. I normally don't engage in that type of conversation uh, because at that point, it's not really a conversation. It's an argument. I don't want to argue over politics because that's a waste of time. And uh, to me, you're insane if you argue over anything those people do in Washington because they don't care what you what you say in that moment. Let's just be real. They don't care what you say in that moment. Whatever the argument is, I bet if you're defending Trump right now, if you're defending Biden right now, if you're defending Sanders right now, I bet they don't really care what you're saying right this second. But if you're going to have that conversation, if you're going to have that that debate, try to base it on facts, try to present arguments that uh, that that are valid and uh, and I think that will lead to a better kind of uh, G uh, or yeah, a better kind of environment that we're in because our political discourse has gone off the rails. And, uh, you know, the idea that we just can't sit and have a discussion about politics without people getting angry. It's crazy. You know, I think we need to do better as a country in assuring that we do have these discussions and we do uh, look critically at our government and look critically at everyone. Like I just I broke down reasons why you could support and uh, dislike both candidates, you know, and so, um, I, uh, I hope you enjoyed it, guys, next week, um, it may not be next week, or at least in the next week or two, there is, a, a podcast called The Real Easy Show, that I will be a, a guest on, um, there's a great, a buddy of mine uh, who's a member of our gym over at Hoover, um, Evan Franklin, is uh, going to be uh, the he's one of the hosts on that show. And uh, there's a gentleman by the name of John, I did not get his last name. And uh, I listened to the show and I don't know the fellow's last name. His, his, his name is on the cover of the show. And uh, I'm blanking on the last name of the co-host for the Real Easy Show right now, and I'm so sorry, John, but I'm, I'm going to be on your show next week, man, and uh, within the next two weeks or so, 
Um, I'm not, we haven't gotten the date down 100%. I was told that sometime this week will most likely be where we record it. I'm not sure when they'll release it, but uh, be on the lookout for that. I'm going to leave a link in the description for their podcast and uh, for their Instagram page so you can take a look at um, you know what they say. It's more of a kind of just day-to-day. You know, it's not political like my show. Um, it, it'll be a little bit different. Their podcast is focused on... Um, just, you know, day-to-day life, just talking to people, and uh, I will most likely bring up politics and current events when, um, you know, when I uh, am talking with these guys, but it, uh, the main thing is just, you know, just talking, chilling, uh, it's a real easy show, you know, we're gonna take it real easy, uh, so, uh, look out for that, I'll let you guys know when, and, uh, I hope you enjoyed this episode, let me know what you think, please leave a review, and, uh, some type of comments on the podcast app if you're listening on that app and uh, let me know what you think guys stay safe out there with the coronavirus hand sanitizer and wash your hands people have a good night